Hey, dear friends, it's Rebecca. Welcome to another episode of Lyric and Letter. It is such a joy to have each and every one of you here with me as we continue our heartfelt journey through the beautiful song, The Jesus Way by Phil Wickham. Last time, we dove into the moving verses of the song, uncovering the layers of meaning and connecting them to the core principles of our faith. I hope you have been as inspired by those lyrics as I have. Now, if you haven't listened to the song yet, I highly encourage you to go over to our Spotify or YouTube playlist. You can find it on our website at www.lyricandletter.com forward slash playlist. Today, we'll explore the profound meaning within the chorus of The Jesus Way. Together, we'll unearth the rich tapestry of scripture that supports each line, diving deep into what makes following Jesus so unique and beautiful. And we won't stop there. We'll also embark on a special comparative study to understand how Christianity contrasts with other faiths. So grab your favorite cup of tea or coffee, find a cozy spot and settle in. Let's journey together into the heart of worship, exploring the lyrics and the word that guides us. Our journey begins with a heartfelt proclamation, I follow Jesus, and so important that we say it twice. Now, these words are attesting to a life's commitment. The simple yet profound statement invites us to ponder what it truly means to follow Jesus. Is it mere words or is it a call to a deeper relationship? In John 10, 27, Jesus tells us, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. This is the essence of relationship, of knowing and being known by our Savior. This call isn't about distant belief. It's about walking daily with Jesus, hearing his voice, and responding in love. Now, let's take a moment to see how this love relationship differs from other faith traditions. In many belief systems, the focus might be on following certain rituals, laws, or paths to achieve spiritual enlightenment or favor. While the relationship with Jesus emphasizes a personal connection, it's about love, trust, two-way communication, and a desire to follow him out of gratitude, not out of obligation. Jesus invites us into his embrace, a warm, loving relationship that transcends mere rules or rituals. He calls us to follow him, not because he demands it, but because he loves us. He offers his hand, his heart, his life to us, asking us to trust him and follow where he leads. Jesus isn't distant. Through the Holy Spirit, he is closely and intimately involved in our lives. We see how intimate in the next line. He wore my sin. I'll gladly wear his name. These words encapsulate the very heart of the gospel and speak to a profound mystery of our faith. In Isaiah 53, 5, we are told that he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. These words prophetically describe Jesus Christ, who took our sin upon himself on the cross, becoming sin so that we might be free. This is further emphasized in 2 Corinthians 5.21, where Paul explains that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This line portrays a remarkable exchange. Jesus, in his sinlessness, chose to wear our sin, to take it upon himself fully and completely. It was a costly choice leading to his suffering and death. Yet it was a choice made out of profound love and compassion for us. He longed to eradicate the separation between us and God, so he gave his life to be the one true sacrifice for all sin, so that we may be fully reconciled to our Heavenly Father. What an amazing love! In return, we have the opportunity to wear his name. So what does that mean, to wear his name? It's more than a label. It's an identity. When we wear his name, we are saying that we belong to him because of his sacrifice. That we have chosen to be part of his family. That his will has become our will. His ways, our ways. We wear his name gladly, not out of obligation or fear but out of a love and gratitude for what he has done for us. We wear his name as a sign that we have been transformed, that the old has gone and the new has come. We have a new life. How does this compare to other faiths? Other traditions often emphasize personal effort, ritual purity, and the constant struggle to overcome sin. But Christianity represents a radically different picture. Our purity, our righteousness, our freedom from sin comes not from our effort, but from Christ's sacrifice. We have nothing to do with it. He wore our sin so that we might wear his righteousness. It's a gift, not a reward. It's grace, not works. It's about relationship, not ritual. When we sing this line out and proclaim its truth, it's allowing the love and grace of Christ to fill us and transform us. We wear his name with joy and gladness. We don't have to strive for enlightenment or to retain a relationship like climbing up some Mount Everest. Jesus himself ushered in a new covenant. Now, as we move deeper into the chorus, we come across a very clear declaration. He is the treasure. He is the answer. These simple words carry immense weight, describing who Jesus is to us and what he means in our lives. 
In Matthew 13, 44, Jesus speaks of a hidden treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. The man sells everything to attain the field and the treasure within. Fast forward to John 14, 6, Jesus reveals himself as the answer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's not just a treasure. He is the treasure, the treasure in the field. He is not just an answer. He is the answer. To treasure Jesus is to recognize his unparalleled worth. It means finding joy, satisfaction, and purpose in him. It's about seeing him as more valuable than anything else we could ever desire or possess. To know Jesus as the answer is to find direction, wisdom, and understanding in him. He provides clarity where there is confusion, guidance where there is uncertainty. He is the answer to our longing for purpose, for meaning, for truth, for identity. In many religious traditions, the pursuit of enlightenment or spiritual fulfillment often depends on human effort, ritual, or adherence to specific teachings. The paths may vary and the answers may be complex and confusing. Other faiths may teach about seeking treasures and practices or finding answers and philosophies. But Christianity emphasizes a relationship with Jesus Christ as the source of all treasure and the answer to all questions. It's not about what we do. It's about who he is. Here we arrive at the core statement of our song, I choose the Jesus way. This isn't just a line in a song. It's a banner over our lives, a title that captures the essence of a Christian's journey. The Bible presents a clear choice for each one of us as shown in Joshua 24, 15. Choose this day whom you will serve. As we conclude our reflection on this powerful line, let's take a moment to ponder its weight and beauty. I choose the Jesus way is a simple statement with eternal implications. It's the theme of the song and the claiming of our Savior. Just as he claimed us, we resoundingly proclaim him. Now, you may have noticed that in our journey through this song, we've taken time to contrast Christianity with other faiths. And you might wonder why I'm doing this. The goal isn't to argue or prove others wrong, but to articulate why we believe what we believe, especially in a world filled with diverse belief systems clamoring for our attention. At the heart of our faith, is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This isn't merely a preference or an opinion, but a conviction rooted in Scripture and our personal relationship with Christ. By comparing Christianity with other faiths, we want to highlight this profound truth. 
Our exploration of contrasts isn't meant to divide, but to deepen our understanding and compassion for those who don't know Christ. It's about engaging in thoughtful conversation with those who believe differently, all the while displaying the love and gentleness that Christ teaches us. In understanding how other faiths approach life's big questions, we gain insight into what makes our choice for Christ so unique, beautiful, and life-changing. We stand firm in our belief in Jesus as the Savior and the source of eternal life. It's what this song is all about. My friends, as we close this episode, I invite you to take a moment to reflect on what we've explored together. If you'd like, grab a pen and paper to write down your thoughts. Let's answer the following questions. What does following Jesus look like in your daily life? How have you consciously chosen the Jesus way? What challenges and victories have you encountered on this path? What does it mean for you to live a life that defends the faith with gentleness and respect? How can you embody this in your interactions with others? Let's end our time in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the time we've spent together today. Diving into your word and the beautiful message of this song. Guide our hearts as we share your name out into the world. Empower us to live out the Jesus way with authenticity, love, boldness, and gentleness. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love our time together. It's been such a joy exploring the depth of this song with you. Now, if this podcast has blessed you, would you share it with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Could it encourage them as well? I also invite you to download our free companion devotional at www.larrikanletter.com forward slash devotional. There you'll find more tools to go deeper into worship and the Word. Now next time, we'll dive into the final segment as we explore the bridge of this beautiful song. I look forward to sharing more insights and reflections with you. Have an amazing day in the Lord. God bless.